everybody, hey 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 everybody, it is me, your boy, oh gross, Stu McAllister, ah gross, ah with me as always, most of the time, nobody. Thank you for being here, nobody. Uh, but Sandy Dog in her spot next to me, her dad. I love her very much. Sandy Dog is a very good dog. Jamie would always say she's stupid and ugly. But I got to remind Sadie Dog she's the greatest of all time. Actually, Wean Dog is a very good dog, too. Wean Dog is a dog... Now that I have, I trust her enough that when uh, we go for walks, I cannot, Sadie just gave me the stank eye when I said walk. Uh, I can't trust Sadie Dog, but I can trust Wean Dog to kind of walk herself. I ha We have harnesses for them as opposed to collars. So she's got her harness on and then I got the leash on the harness and then I just let her walk. And then she follows me and she stays on the sidewalk and she doesn't bark at anybody, and she doesn't go at anything, and she's a little slow, but she's a good dog. She hasn't had any problems so far, so that's a positive thing. So, uh, it is Monday the 12th. Thank you very much for listening to the Elemental Podcast. If you're brand new to this uh, shit podcast, uh, first and foremost, welcome. Second, uh, this podcast is nothing but constant swearing and occasionally funny. That's it. That's all it is. Uh, it's pretty much it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. Uh, used to be a comedian. I suppose I still am a comedian. It's a really hard thing to say, yes, I am, and no, I'm not, and whatever. Like, I guess like if you're a mechanic... You're always a fucking mechanic, right? You just, maybe you just are retired, but you still like have the skills and you can still fucking tinker around on your car or anybody else's car. It's just uh, for up to you to decide when you're going to do whatever. So for me, it pretty much is uh, me going, yeah, I don't really want to do what I used to be doing. I have zero interest in working the road, uh, playing shit gigs, etc. So uh, do I know anything about comedy? Not fucking at all. <laughs> but I conned people into giving me money, and I would go tell jokes, and that was a lot of fun. So instead, I focus on this podcast, and I uh, I do some acting occasionally. I was uh, acting in a short film this weekend. We got a little bit more to film. I, I do some writing, and uh, there we go. And uh, making a living, selling Dippin' Dots ice cream, but uh, that's uh, short-lived. I'm going to be quitting here in a hot minute, and I will be uh, delivering for a company called Big Worm. <laughs> Where it's uh, the same thing as Dippin' Dots, we're just selling live bait. So that's, a, you know, I exchanged ice cream for worms. That's all it is. So, you're caught up. If you're brand new, you are fucking caught up. That's it. That's all you need to know. Uh, yesterday was a good day. Because I did, like I just mentioned, I was doing some acting. And um, I I enjoy it a whole lot because I am the oldest guy in the room by far. Uh, I am twice the age of everybody else in the room. 
And uh, so it's just interesting to listen to these kids. I mean, they're not. They're young adults. I, I will use the term kids, not in a condescending manner. But just that's just how I see them. I'm like, ah, fuck, you guys are so young. And you still got life in your eyes. God damn, I miss that. <laughs> and just listening to them talk about stuff. And there was... Um, uh, they're all still in college, so I mean that's how young they are. They're none of them are older than 22, I believe. But uh, there was an instance on their campus where apparently there's been a guy going around um, and uh, just kind of cranking his yank. They're yanking his crank, he pulling his pud, jerking the gherkin, whatever you want to say. He's taking his pants off and he's whacking it in his car. And he'll, like, call people over to, you know, hey, I need help with something. They come over, and then all of a sudden he's fucking jerking off in his car. And uh, apparently they caught the guy yesterday. I guess campus cops or whatever, they caught him because they were getting a text about the whole thing. of Like, oh, my God, watch out for this asshole or whatever. And so they're all like, I want a fucking dick or whatever. I'm like, fuck that guy. And I can't lie. Um, I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. But my first thought was, what happened to this guy? Like, how does that happen? Like, how do you become the dude who's driving to a college campus, uh, sitting in a parking lot, and then you're jerking off in your car? How does that happen? That is not most people's first desire. It's not their first sexual encounter. It's not their first... Uh, interaction with masturbation is probably not uh, public jerking, right? So I'm, I, I, I don't know if it's this is the social worker, the sociologist in me. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, I do have a master's degree in social work. I did therapy for a long, long fucking time. And I decided to stop it. But I mean, again, that also, that's like in my brain too, of like, that'll never go away. Am I, am I no longer a social worker? I'm just not practicing. But uh, what the fuck happened in that guy's life? Clearly, someone did shit to him, right? That's just how it fucking happened. And then it grew into this weird exhibitionism. And uh, dude's going to have fucking a hard life. You know, he's going to have charges if he didn't already have a criminal history. And uh, there you go. Dude's going to need a lots and lots of therapy to work through that. It's all unfortunate, man. It's, it's weird and unfortunate in America that we have our sexual hang-ups. And, and again, I'm not saying that it's okay for this guy to jerk off in public. But, uh, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, if someone was like, oh, yeah, man, dude, uh, jerk off all you want. Just don't jerk off in public. I don't give a shit. And they'd be like, oh, what? I can jerk off in my apartment and there's not going to be any problems? Yeah, fucking do what you need to do, man. Fucking paint the walls. We don't give a shit. Whatever. There you go. I'll let you guys know when the film comes out. I'll let you know when the first one came out. There's, it's the same people. I mean, it's a little different cast of characters. But uh, the, the main director is the same. He remains the same. And uh, I'll let you know when the films that I've done have uh, come out. They're out for uh, public consumption. Because he's still trying to shop them to festivals. And I know 
this past year with the Rona and, and everything else, um, things got shot to shit. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I've enjoyed them both. They're both in comedies. It has um, encouraged me to write something and then give it to him to do. I don't know if I would want to do a comedy, but it's just a short film. You know, like it's 19 pages of dialogue. It's not a super lot, but it would be nice. It would be nice to create something and then have it come into actual being, right? Of, hey, here is a fucking legitimate product as opposed to the shit rolling around in your brain. And now here it is. So uh, maybe that, that's something for me to get off my ass and go fucking do. Uh, God, what the fuck? Oh, last night, I have ESPN Plus now that I can watch. And last night, uh, basically, I'm not going to lie, everybody. The, the basic reason I got ESPN Plus is because uh, I am a weirdo fan of MMA fighting, mixed martial arts. I just enjoy it, and ESPN Plus has a ton of that shit. So uh, I, I was on it just kind of looking around, and I saw they had a documentary on um, one, of the, one of the pioneers of MMA fighting, uh, Randy Couture. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I will watch this. It was four parts, all like 25 minutes or less. And uh, so I watched it, and I can't lie, it left me disappointed. Um I have a book on Randy, or I did. I might have given it away. But I read the book on him and his history and everything else. And it's just interesting listening to these guys because they're just so fucking driven in some way. Something motivates them in an incredible fashion that I clearly do not have. But uh, I admire guys because, you know, Randy was always the underdog. Uh, I don't want to say came from a broken home, uh, but his dad was never really around. And his mom always worked two jobs, you know, and he knocked up his high school girlfriend. So then he went into the army. You know, the, things just never worked out as planned for him. But he was incredibly successful. Six-time uh, UFC heavyweight champ, or, well, not heavyweight and light heavyweight champ. But the whole thing just seemed like a fluff piece, really. Uh, you know, just interviews with other guys and interviews with him and, you know, hey, he's the greatest of all time. And I'm like, ah, fuck, you know. Sometimes I I like the warts too, everybody. I like the warts. I like seeing that even the heroes aren't fucking godlike creatures. Uh, you know, they, there was still a level of whatever that they needed to overcome. And, uh... You know, I can't necessarily recommend it. I hate to say that. I think a lot of it, too, is because he is now, like, a higher up. Like, there's a couple leagues in MMA fighting. Like, the two that you probably know are, uh, well, actually, there's three. There's uh, UFC, and then there's Bellator. And then I thought there was another one, Pride. But now that I'm thinking about it, I think UFC might have bought Pride. But uh, Randy got himself involved in another one called... Um, Fuck, what is it? I want to say JFL, but that's just for laughs. Uh, it was like PFL, Professional Fighters League. I think that's what it is. And so, you know, he's wearing the hat and the T-shirt to fucking kind of promote it because he's, 
you know, he's a, a commentator for it, and I think he's invested in it. And I'm like, uh, is this all just a fucking giant commercial for your new fucking league? Like, whatever, man. So can I recommend it? Not really. Go find the book. There's a biography about him that you will uh, enjoy more if you give a shit about this mixed martial art horse shit. So today, today, for work, I had to travel down to Noblesville, Indiana. And you're like, Stu, where the fuck's that? And I'm like, I really can't tell you. Uh, it's basically just north of Indianapolis. It's a good four, four hours, 15 minutes from Grand Rapids to get down there. So it's not close. And, uh, we, that's, we have one of our spots down there and we go down there like maybe once a month to check on them. You know, you don't need to go super often cause it's, it's relatively inconvenient, but, uh, the boss man was like, Stu, go down there. And when I go down there. There is a, a Goodwill store, like next door. And uh, I love me a good thrift shop because uh, I will go look at their CDs. I will look at their DVDs. I will look at their books. I don't give a shit about anything else. I don't look at clothes because I'm six foot five and uh, like 190 pounds. And it's very hard for me to find clothes that fit a- appropriately. So I don't. So I ended up, I found five books and I bought. A record. I bought a record for a buddy of mine. But the five books were all like biographies. How about that? The first one uh, is a Larry Bird. A Larry Bird autobiography. And I think that's just like by law. Whenever you walk into Indiana or drive into Indiana, they give you a Larry Bird book. It's just the fucking law. Nothing else, nobody else worth shit has ever come out of Indiana other than Larry Bird. So I got Larry Bird. I got a biography, the unauthorized biography of Arnold Schwarzenegger. How about that? Uh, and then I got the bi- a biography on Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Can't go wrong with that. And then I got a book um, by Mark Zupan. And you're like, Stu, Stu, who the fuck is Mark Zupan. And well, I'm like, well, I'm glad you asked. Mark Zupan is the guy who created a murder ball. He's the guy who came up with that game for people in wheelchairs to play. And uh, there actually is a documentary called Murder Ball. So you can go watch the documentary. I don't know where it's being played, but I, I purchased the book. It's called Gimp. Gimp! Bring in the Gimp! I love that scene in Pulp Fiction where they let that guy out of fucking the, what is it, the the steamer box or whatever the hell it is, the big trunk. And they open it up and this guy comes out and it's fucking, he's wearing all leather with zippers and he essentially has like a leash on him. Bring in the gamp! Love that. And then the last book I got is called Waiter Rant. And uh, it says here, it's it's essentially, it's about uh, confessions of waiters and the shit that has happened to them. So I'm looking forward to reading this book as well, too. So a lot of books. I got the five books and the record for $15. That's a, that's a pretty good fucking deal, right? That's a pretty good fucking deal. And uh, it was funny, too, when I'm checking out, 
you know, it was actually it wasn't fifteen dollars. It was like fourteen something. And the lady's like, "Would you like to round out up so that you could help or help a person get their high school diploma?" And I was like, I had not heard that one. I thought Goodwill was like about job training. I didn't know it had anything to do with helping people get their uh, high school diploma. And I said, yes, I would, because I need help getting my diploma. And then she didn't fucking bat an eye at me. She was just like, insert your card now. <laughs> like, okay, bitch. All right, bitch. Don't fuck with me, bitch. And uh, the record, I bought the record. Uh, because a buddy of mine, his name is Scott White. He's a comedian out of Houston, Texas. He is a uh, comedy collector like I am. But he collects records. I don't. I've never been into records. Uh, even when records were more of an appropriate thing when I was younger. I just don't give a shit. I find them inconvenient. But uh, they're making a comeback. Good old fucking records. But I saw this record, and it's an old school record, and it's a woman. And I'm not going to fucking lie. I only know the name. I couldn't tell you one fucking thing about her. But her name is uh, Rusty Warren. And the name of it uh, is called Knockers Up. <laughs> and I think it's just songs. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's just songs. Yeah, it says... Each song is done in a manner that can only be described as rusty. If you're queasy or uneasy, if you like your comments breezy, knockers up. If you're thinking what I'm thinking, if you're winking or you're blinking, knockers up. If you think this all will rock you, even socks you where it shocks you, you're right. So there you go. I bought her him and I actually I messaged him. I was like, hey man, you got this record? And uh, sure as fuck he did. He already had it. But uh, I was like, all right, well, now you got two. So I will keep this thing until I ever see him. I've actually, I can't lie, I've never actually met Scott face-to-face. -face. We've only been social media friends. He's from Detroit originally, but I think he's done the majority of his comedy down there in Houston. And uh, there you go. There you go. Cost me all oh, 99 cents. Sometimes you do things for people. Just because you think they'll enjoy it, just because you think they'll have fun with it, and what, that was all a fucking 99 cents out of my goddamn day. Out of my goddamn motherfucking day. Oh, hey, I gotta, um, I gotta say this too before I forget. I'm gonna say it now before I, I forget at the end. Tomorrow is the 300th Patreon podcast. And I know a lot of you are like, what the fuck's a Patreon, Stu? Patreon is a website where uh, entertainers, performers, artists, whatever you want to call people, uh, can put stuff, and it's a paywall. So if you want to hear what they do, see what they do, uh, you, you need to pay for it. And so I have a Patreon for the Elemental Podcast. And uh, tomorrow will be the 300th episode of the Patreon Podcast. So the goal for me, what I would like to do is I would like to do, uh, people seem to like my drunk podcasts. So tomorrow, in celebration of the 300th episode of the Patreon Podcast, I will do yet another drunk podcast. So if that encourages you to go sub to subscribe to the Patreon, fantastic. Uh, for, for me, 
and my Patreon, it is just $5 a month. And you're like, well, Stu, what does $5 a month get me? $5 a month just gets you more of this shit. It is just me continually, continuing to rant and swear and uh, not be terribly funny. And that's the Patreon. So if you enjoy this shit, you will enjoy that shit. It's just more. And uh, like I said, just five bucks a month. So like one less Starbucks coffee in your life. A uh, couple less uh, cans of uh, Miller Lite from the gas station in your life. Whatever. However you want to look at it. So uh, think about subscribing. Like I said, five bucks a month. And then you can go back and look at the other 299 Patreons I've done. And if you were to ever ask me anything about anything I've ever done on the Patreon, you will legitimately have to remind me. Because I don't remember shit. I will after you remind me, but if you were to go, hey, whatever, I'd be like, I, sure, man. Did you enjoy it? You did? Great. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. So that's about it. Uh, having a conversation today, today with... Uh, someone online about comedy and comedians and young people because they are younger themselves. They, they're technically what's known as an elder millennial, which is such a weird fucking thing. It's a, it's a weird thing to hear. But it is one of those things, too, of like uh, the, the age range for millennials, I think it's like over a 12-year span. So what is someone who is like uh, 36 have to do with someone who's 24, right? Not, not, not fucking a whole lot. There's not a lot of similarities or commonalities, probably. And so that's my problem with the whole, like, labeling of generations. People within the generations are like, I don't fucking know. So we, we just need to get rid of these fucking labels. They're awful. But they were talking about a, a lot of female comedians and, uh, it just got me thinking about all of the stuff that I've never had to deal with as a straight white male who was also a little bigger. You know, I'm, I'm tall. I'm 6'5". I don't necessarily have a ton of weight. But I'm not what someone would call like a prime target. Someone's probably going to look past me to fucking go do something to someone else. I can't even imagine being a, a, a female. We were talking about like stalkers. You know, a lot of female comics got stalkers on the road. We were talking about specifically Eliza Schlesinger because one of Eliza's uh, specials is called Elder Millennial. And I know when Eliza was here in Grand Rapids playing Laugh Fest several years ago, she had a stalker who came all the way from Delaware to God knows what. Because I, I don't know if she actually had restraining orders, but it became, it was... People were aware that this dude was not supposed to be around her, and they caught this dude in a back stairwell at the establishment of where we are. So it's kind of like, you know, the, the dude either knows he knows he's not supposed to be there, or he's planning something nefarious because he's hiding in a back stairwell. Like, if this is a dude who thought he legitimately needed to be there, he would have been fucking waiting by the door, he would have come up, he would have bought a ticket or whatever. This is not shit that I think most dudes need to deal with. I could be wrong. 
Uh, I never got to that level of fame where I would imagine having groupies around. Uh, but I imagine there's a certain level of higher name comics who do have groupies. I think it's more like dudes who want to do drugs or get drunk with comics. As opposed to like chicks, you know, groupie chicks who want to like fuck the comics. I know that happens. It's still weird to me. I remember I had to, uh, I won't name names, but uh, I used to take comedians to do media uh, Friday mornings. We, you know, we do some TV spots, do some radio spots to get people to come out to the shows. And there was a time where uh, Thursday night, I left a comic. He was still at the club, you know, having beers with, with this girl. And then I went to go get him from the hotel. I was like, hey, man, can you pick me up at this address? And it was the address of the chick he was with. So just kind of funny. Just weird shit happens. Fuck, if you want to message me, I'll tell you who it was. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck. I'm sure he doesn't. Oh, all right. Just a couple things here. It's going to be a shorter podcast. It was a long day for me. I got some things to do. Going to take the dogs for a walk. Sadie, knock it off. Uh, I was like, well, I don't like it, but I do enjoy talking about scumbags. This guy is a scumbag here. Uh, he's a double scumbag because he's a fucking lawyer. Oh, my God. And he lives in a fucking nice community here in the state of Michigan. This fucking scumbag lawyer's name, of course his name is Anthony Seaman. Tony Seaman. He's pulling a Spadoni. And if you guys don't know what a Spadoni is, you're going to have to listen to the Patreon that I did yesterday. Goddamn fucking Spadoni. But this guy, Anthony Seaman, he's a fucking lawyer from Gross Point Blank. He's been charged uh, with a, a felony. One count of embezzlement by an agent between fifty thousand and a hundred thousand, uh, which is a, a felony charge punishable by fifteen years in prison and or twenty five thousand dollars in fines. And you're like, oh fuck, what did this fucking shitbag lawyer do? Well, this is why he's even more of a goddamn scumbag. Uh, this guy had a client that had a trust. Right? He had a trust, and the money that was in the trust was supposed to go to, where was it supposed to go, Stu? The Michigan Humane Society. Yes, this human being passed away and left a lot of money to be given to animals in uh, shelters to help pay for uh, you know, medical issues, food, uh, housing issues, whatever. So right here, uh, this this general, uh, the Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel said, the victim's trust very clearly identified how the funds were to be dis dis sorry everybody, were to be dispersed, and by law, the defendant had a duty to adhere to the Michigan rules of professional conduct. It is concerning to know that someone who was in a position to carry out the wishes of the deceased may have taken advantage of that position. I am grateful to the Financial Crimes Division in my office for continuing to investigate these types of occurrences and ensuring that those most vulnerable are protected. What he fucking did 
is it is alleged that he took over more than a quarter of a million dollars that he put um, in, in, in a trust for individuals other than the Michigan Humane Society. So he was arraigned by Magistrate Barbara Shear uh, last week. He has a probable cause hearing on the 15th. So uh, hopefully this fucking scumbag uh, gets some time. It's all just very awful. I, w I wonder how they fucking knew. I wonder how it, it got to the attention of the uh, Michigan Attorney General that this fucking scumbag... Uh, was doing something shady. I wonder if someone dropped the dime on him. Hopefully, someone in his office, a paralegal, a secretary, a fucking partner, whatever, was like, this guy is a cocksucker. And you know, you know everybody, that uh, this cocksucker did something else. He's like the guy who jerks off in his car. He didn't start off stealing a quarter of a million dollars. That's not his very first crime. Just like the guy jerking off in fucking college parking lots. That wasn't his first fucking sexual offense. This asshole stole from other fuckers. You know it. Anthony Seaman pulled a goddamn Spadoni. And uh, I hope someone fucking uh, gives him something up his butthole. <laughs> right, Sadie Dog? Having received two dogs... Sadie Dog came from the uh, Michigan Humane Society, the uh, Muskegon Humane Society, and Wean Dog I got from uh, Noah's Ark. I guess that was a private shelter, animal shelter. But you know, I got two dogs that came from shelters that, that you know they could have been uh, helped by this quarter of a million dollars that this fuck stole. I'm very uh, motivated by animal welfare, so that the pisses me off a ton. Fuck that guy. Fuck Anthony Seaman. He's a shit fuck. Now I'm going to end on this because this is not a shit fuck. This is a goddamn amazing story. I don't know uh, why shit like this happens because sometimes I think uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right? The whole fucking Jurassic Park thing. I was like, hey, we created dinosaurs. Should you really fucking create a dinosaurs? You, no, the answer is fucking no, you shouldn't have, you fucking idiots. Uh, but the world is getting crazy with robotics, right? A lot of weird fucking uh, things out there creating robotic dogs seems to be the new thing. I don't know why they're creating a robotic dog, but they are. But they have created... A dog, a cybernetic dog that will uh, pee beer on command. <laughs> Spot is the name of the dog. Will pee cold beer into a solo cup with near surgical precision. Now, I don't know, have you seen these dogs? They're creepy as fuck because it's just like a dismembered dog. There's no head. There's no tail. It just kind of looks like a uh, roadkill on the side of the road. 
It's yellow with kind of black legs. It's super fucking creepy. This is the kind of shit that should be in like most pure people's nightmares. It, it's just not fucking good. But uh, Spot has been trained to do off-the-wall tricks such as performing a choreographed dance routine. Uh, he can help do real things. I mean, it isn't there for your fucking entertainment purposes. Uh, he can sniff out radiation. Um, he can do all sorts of other weird shit. Uh, I think they, you know, they kind of created help with like bomb threats and stuff like that too. But it's weird to me that they created this thing so that it can piss beer. And uh, if you want... Uh, I don't know if you guys have this kind of money like that fucking uh, Spinoni lawyer did, but you can purchase one of these robotic dogs of your own. I don't know if you guys want one. I would rather just go to the Humane Society and buy a real fucking dog for like $100. But if you got uh, some coin on you, you can purchase one for $74,500. How about that? Why are you people making these fucking things? Just make sex dolls. Make sex dolls and it'll keep creepy assholes out of college parking lots. Maybe maybe that fucking weirdo's into fucking having sex with dogs. Maybe he'll then want to have sex with a robotic dog named Spot. Whatever it takes to keep him out of fucking college parking lots. It's weird, man. It's a weird, weird party trick. So, all right, everybody, that's it. That's the podcast for today. Sorry it's short, but I got shit going on. I got shit to do yet still. So, but uh, if you like this shit, as I mentioned, Patreon, every other day of the week, freebies, Mondays and Thursdays, Patreons, uh, every other day, just five bucks a month. It's uh, well worth your while. I feel like I'm conning you, though. But every once in a while, I give out, I give out free shit to the Patreon subscribers, T-shirts, stickers, magnets. The I gave you out a multi-purpose tool. So, you know, if we break even, you give me some shit, I give you some shit, we're just kind of fucking moving numbers around. That's about it. it. It works out. So if you guys can do me a favor on a couple things, though, I want you to go check out another episode podcast. That's my buddy, Matt Harper. He and his partner, Mandy Elaine, they get together and they talk about movies that shape their childhood. And uh, every Wednesday they drop new episodes. And this past Wednesday was uh, Total Recall, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall. With yours truly, I was the special guest. It was a great fucking time. I can't lie. I've been on that podcast several times and I love it. You should go listen to it. Another episode podcast every Wednesday. This coming Wednesday is going to be the movie never been kissed i think that's the one with uh, drew barrymore right that's drew barrymore and then after that a fucking all-time classic major league god damn i love that movie major league so give, give them a listen every wednesday in your favorite podcast platform you can also follow them on facebook instagram and twitter do that then, then um go to facebook and stay on Facebook, because these next next three things are all on Facebook. Go to the Whole Thing Donut Shop. It is a, a gourmet donut shop in Forney, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. So if you live in Dallas, go check it out. If you're going to go visit Dallas, go check it out. If you've ever been to Dallas, I want you to dr- or drive back to Dallas and go check it out, okay? Get yourself a gourmet donut. Who doesn't love fucking donuts? 
Gourmet Donuts are great. Go check them out. At least hit the like button. Do that for me. The whole thing, whole with an H, whole thing donut shop in Forty, Texas. You got it. Then go check out the Sunday Slaw. That is uh, Adam House and Stephanie Booms. Those two knock their heads together and they talk about uh, coleslaw. They should get together with uh, Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine. Those four people should get together. Maybe there's a movie about coleslaw. Maybe they maybe just like a cooking cooking movie. Chef. Just brainstorming here in the middle of a commercial. But anyway, uh, Adam and Stephanie, they talk about coleslaw. They uh, eat coleslaw. They film themselves eating coleslaw. And then they give you a thumbs up, thumbs down on the coleslaw. They like the coleslaw that I recommended. I recommended they eat some of the uh, Detroit Wing Company coleslaw. And uh, it's pretty good. I liked it. So go, uh, go like their page, The Sunday Slaw on Facebook. Hit like, watch the videos. That'd be great. And then last but not least... Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Small business woman making her way. She's making some baked goods, making some crafts. So go like her page on Facebook, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Hit the like button. Look, Check out her page. Message her. Just go, hey, I'd like to buy this. See what she's got for sale. I'd like to buy that. Or, hey, you can ask her. and Go, hey, can you make this for me? And then uh, she can do yay or nay. So how about that? How about that? So do those four things for me, everybody. Another episode podcast, the whole thing donut shop, the Sunday slaw, and blissful cravings, crafts, and gifts. Do all those four things. All right, everybody, that's it. I'm done. I got to get up early. I'm going to Bad Axe, Michigan tomorrow. Don't be jealous. It's a shithole. I'll probably get the Rona from it. Uh, We'll see you guys tomorrow for the Patreon. If you got any questions for me, uh, let me know because I will answer them drunk. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.